otherwise on SAFM. And a happy Thursday to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shadow Twala is my name, the producer of the show is Hazel Makuzeni, and Rob Parking is our te- technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0892102010, email us on otherwise at safm.co.za, send us a tweet at Shadow Twala or at otherwise at SAF, otherwise SAFM. Um, it, uh, Today, in fact, last year, I must say that uh, 1 billion people in 207 countries rose and danced to demand an end to violence against women and girls. This year, the campaign has escalated their efforts, calling on women and men to rise, release, dance, and demand justice. Well, a lot of people have responded, I think more than 100 countries this year. Uh, two people who have responded to the call in South Africa, I speak with Rosie Motene, who's a household name, and uh, she's an actress. She's a producer. I mean, her, her CV reads like a, a huge book, and we'll talk to her in a bit. And then Nia, Nikki Gates is a, a, a teacher, a Nia teacher, and she was inspired to dance for justice as well. And before we chat to them, though, and before I chat to Rosie, who's sitting in our Johannesburg studio, I thought it was appropriate to read Maya Angelou's Still I Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room, just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high. Still, I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide. Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Otherwise, on SAFM. And one woman who's rising is Rosie Motene. Hello, Rosie. Thank Hi. you for joining us. Thank you so much. How are you today? And thank you for your time. No problem. You've been <laughs> such a busy girl climbing mountains. Tell us about that. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I attempted uh, to climb Kilimanjaro two years ago for you and women through a campaign called Africa Unite. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I got uh, mountain sickness and I was ill when I started the climb. So I only got halfway. 
Mountain sickness, I've never heard of that. It's basically when you can't handle the altitude. Okay. Um, and I was <laughs> literally carried down. Um, you lose breath. You, you get, I suppose the best way to, to describe it would be looking at someone and, and the, the person actually looks as if they're drunk because they're totally non-compassmentous. They're not speaking clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last year I decided, well, I needed to, this was some, one of the things that I needed to do. And so I contacted the organizer from um, the last climb, and he has this wonderful initiative called the Kilimanjaro Initiative. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, yeah, there's another climb happening beginning of this year, um, and they're doing it for youth and for education. And I thought, well, let me, I need to do that because it's on my bucket list. Yes. But also I sit on the board of another organization called the Tomorrow Trust, which mm-hmm. is about educating children from, from underprivileged or um, underprivileged backgrounds and so forth. So I set my, 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 my goals and so forth, and I decided that I was going to climb, um, did it on my own accounts and everything, and then also try to raise money for the Tomorrow Trust. And fortunately, it was a success. I reached Uhuru Peak uh, last week, Thursday morning at 9.40. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was one of the most challenging things that I've ever, ever encountered in my life. I envy you so much. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think everyone has that on their bucket list. And yeah. more and more people, it, 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 it just gives you... A different perspective of life, on life, doesn't it? Absolutely, you know, and and I think people need to understand that yes, you need to be you need to be fit. I mean, you've got to have strong legs and a good core, mm. but the climb is sixty percent mental and about forty percent physical. What has it taught you? Sure, um, you know, an incident happened to me in in December last year, and and going through the climb. One of the reasons, I mean, I nearly cancelled because of what had happened, mm. and just before I was reaching the peak, and and and. What kept on going through my mind is that we all have different walks of life. We all have different journeys that we're going to go on. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to take your slowly. It's okay to take your, your pace. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that, that because as, as we got to the foot of the mountain, this was after walking for two and a half days, I got incredibly, incredibly ill. So all the food that was supposed to give me the oxygen, the, the energy, and <laughs> I just, it was all brought up into the mountain. Wow. And my guy turned to me and he goes, what do you want to do? And I said, I need to go to Uhuru. He goes, okay, follow me, but we go slowly. Mm-hmm. And on the mountain, they say pole pole, which in Swahili means slowly, slowly. slowly, slowly yes. And although my post, I mean, I was about an hour and a half behind my group. I took my pace. I counted 100 steps. I breathed when I needed to. to I cried when I needed to. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of praying. And, and when I reached the top, I realized, you know what, it's, it's, just, it's not really about... The, the, the speed and the pace of the journey of whether you're going, whether it's climbing up a mountain, whether it's progressing in your career, whether it's a relationship. It's about you understanding your pace, understanding what you need and what you don't need. And also just not, not forgetting what was around you. Mm. You know, when I spoke to people who got into the top, I said to them, I was like, did you see the most amazing sunrise? I'm like, no, we're just getting to the top. <laughs> and and I, had, I had this phenomenal, phenomenal guide. And, and we're walking up and I remember I was like, on, on step 75. And he said to me, he goes, okay, stop. Put your sunglasses on, sunrise. Wow. <laughs> I turned around, and it was one of the most beautiful, beautiful sunrises of my entire life. But, you know, it, it, it also shows that you're very present in what you do. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you were counting steps and those kinds of things, yeah. that, that means you were in the moment yeah. every, for every step you took. Absolutely. And also just listening to my body. You know, um, when I came down, I got a bit ill, and somebody said, well, you know, you shouldn't have exerted yourself. And I said, well, you know, if I'd got into Gilman's and I was feeling that ill, I would never have pushed myself to, to Uhuru. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and it's understanding your pace. And it's okay to turn back. You know what I mean? You, you, you've got to be truthful to yourself. 
and I think that's one of the most amazing messages that that, that I'm still, you know, I'm still processing the what what what's happened because it's <laughs> been a week. But well, you know, I know this because we've been trying to talk to you. I a friend of mine sent me your blog. Yeah. Uh, I'm rising because he broke my nose, but yeah. he will not break my soul. Yeah. I worried about you. Yeah. Um, I, I read it. I read it more than once, and I came back and I said to my producer, we've got to find Rosie and talk to her. Yeah. Um, just just give us a bit of a background, just briefly, so that our listeners know what we're talking about. Uh, I've Over the last decade, I've been doing a lot of work for women empowerment groups, power being specifically. And um, I've also been working across Africa, and I have a talent agency. And one of my artists, Barry Hart from Botswana, was launching, and she does this every year during the 16 Days of Activism campaign, mm-hmm. was launching a new CD, which was to raise money for the girl child in Botswana. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was brought to, 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 to Khabaroni to talk about that, to raise awareness for 16 Days of Activism, to also try and activate Botswana for the One Billion Rising, which you mentioned earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, the launch went fantastic, and the day after the launch, we went to another event, and we were at this cocktail party at the at the top of this very Jewish hotel, mm-hmm. and the guy next to me broke into a fight with, with some other guy that I'd never met before, and as I turned around, this guy who was, who was uh, arguing... Um, try to punch my friend, well the, well, the person who's standing next to me, and his and he's punch landed on my nose. Wow. And, I mean, automatically I got the fright in my life because I heard a pop, and I thought, okay, something is wrong. And my first instinct was like, okay, let me just tell this man, listen, he's just hit me, he's hit a woman. Um, and when my, when my colleagues and my friends went and told him, he dismissed it, brushed it off, and he was like left alone. And I said to them, I was like, okay, I'm in pain, we need to do something about this. And I was taken down, and in the lift, I suddenly saw my, my, my left side swelling up, and I could see that my nose was totally out of joint. Um, we went to security, said to them, this is, this is what's happened. They know who the person is because he's a well-known person. Security refused to intervene because of who he was. Mm. Um, called the police. They refused to come. Um, two of our friends went to the police station. They still refused to come. Um, I then said to them, I was like, look, I need to get to a doctor. And we need to sort this out. Um, went, was taken to, a, to a, a, a clinic, and the doctor there looked at me. He says, okay, well, we need to admit you, and you need to press charges. And I knew that I needed to press charges, but also I was like, okay, well, what is going to happen in terms of my medical? He goes, well, your nose is broken. We did a CT scan. You're going to have to have surgery. Now, I'm in a foreign country, mm. you hear surgery, I was like, if I'm going to do surgery, I want to be close to family, I want to be at home and so forth, but before I do that, I need to press charges, otherwise this case will disappear. Um, and the fact that, that the police didn't want to get involved, I was like, okay, um, I need to call help. Contacted our, our South African embassy, and unfortunately they were closed for the weekend. Mm. And then when I started asking questions on who this man was and finding out his background, I actually, I got very, very scared. Um, you know, he hasn't been involved with the law and so forth before. And, and the fact that people were too scared to, to do anything or the police, the, the fact that the police weren't, weren't, weren't attending to it, I thought, well, what's going to stop him from coming to intimidate me in, 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 in my hospital room? You know, but being in the activism space for so long, I know how things um, mm. unravel. Mm. And so I, I put a call out onto Twitter, and um, it was one of my bravest choices that I ever made. And I said, I need help. It's not a joke. Um, can somebody from the embassy, you know, please assist? Fortunately, somebody from Proudly South Africa was, was online, contacted um, Advocate Sidibe, who then contacted um, Clayson Moniella. And he then contacted somebody within Botswana. And after I'd been admitted a couple of hours later, 
lady came into the room. She goes, I'm South African. What do you need? And I was like, okay, this and this is what happened. We need to press charges. Um, and then I need to get home. You know, and and then I, I got home, and unfortunately I had to have emergency surgery um, because my nose was fractured. Mm. And um, what the couple of the, about two weeks after that, what ensued, and the level of intimidation that had happened from his friends on Twitter with me, with my friends who who were my witnesses, um, to 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 my friend, my colleagues on the ground in Botswana, was exactly what I anticipated. You know, they try to, to, to bribe them and to say, well, you know, um, just, just, just in your statement, rather just say you didn't see anything and so forth. And so I just, I, you know, I, like, I, I, I cut off ties and I thought, well, for, in order for me to get through this, I need to heal myself, mm. you know, because I prepared myself. And, 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 it's, and it's very weird dealing with, with other women who've been through this. But when it's happening to you, it's yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah. So... Um, where where is he now? He's, he's, well, he was he was he went and turned himself in because um, there were two women's groups on the ground who demanded um, um, you know police presence and for mm-hmm. something to be done. Mm-hmm. And the, it's now a civil case that's happening. I then mm-hmm. went back um, January time to just sort out a few things because the police were just unsure in terms of my statements and so forth. And it was agreed that he was going to come to the police station and we were going to talk in front of the police and and figure out a way forward. Mm -hmm. And on my arrival in Botswana, I was told that he's actually in South Africa and he's got car problems. Uh I was like, Uh okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's now been handed over. um, The prosecuting authority on on that side are then deciding which court it's going to be going into um, because they have three specific courts, uh, community court, magistrate court, and, of course, the high court. Um, and then, and then we will we'll take it forward from there. I'm hoping within the next week or so I'll, I'll be given a date of when it's going to happen and then obviously return back. And, and we just we, we, we take it forward, you know. Hmm. Rosie, I want you to, to stay on the line. Uh, we're taking a little break, but when we come back, I really want to link this to hmm. what we can do, especially through uh, you, you, you're on the board of uh, and vice chairperson of power yeah. and you know, how we can also respond to the call of one billion rising. Right. We'll talk about that after this. Great stuff. Countless people think they portray the center of all things in life. However, there is an objective core that exists and belongs to nobody. That core is found in the truth. We discuss this truth on Sunday Live, intending to raise the level of social dialogue. Join us on Sunday Live, every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. on SABC One. Brought to you by SABC News. Love one another. Love is all that there is. Inyanga, your turn. Love one. Racism is something I find to be a waste of time because instead of choosing to be segregated on your own or with other people, why not choose to be integrated with everyone else? Therefore, I think that if you're racist, it's kind of a waste of time because at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all cry the same, we all hear the same, we all love the same, we all hug the same. We're all the same people, we're human beings. Therefore, racism is just, I think, it's a way for people to not want to be a part of a life. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. 
you know, I'm liking the fact that one billion rising is uh, is, is tomorrow, Valentine's Day, and we know what happened to Rufus Dienkamp and other. In fact, I read over the weekend another lady in the U.S. who also, uh, uh, you know, was killed by her husband on, on the same day. In fact, a few hours apart from Riva uh, Steenkamp. And and this call comes at a time when people would think, Rosie, that we've, we, we've got the 16 days of activism. Do we need anything more? Yeah. You know, the thing is, when I say to people, and, and as much as... 16 days of activism is incredibly, incredibly essential. But you should look at that period rather as a day of raising awareness, but mm-hmm. adapt that philosophy for 365 days of the year. For sure. You know, and, and with, with the whole ordeal that happened to me, and when I went back to the social networks and looked at my messages and looked at my emails, I mean, a lot were very, very encouraging, and I thank everybody for that. But there were also a lot of hard-hitting messages, and one came from a young girl saying, well, women will beaten up every single day. Why is it a big thing? Because it happens to Rosie within. No. And, you know, that, that hit home. And then I thought to myself, actually, you're right. You know, why isn't it a big thing when it's happening to the woman on the corner, when it's happening to a woman in Syria? And that's why it is so important doesn't matter who you are, where you are, to speak up about it. Nothing is going to happen if we don't speak up. You know. What, what, what sort of work do you do then with power, or with power throughout the year? Yeah. Well, I'm, on, I'm, I'm the vice chairperson of power, and I mean, I started off with just lobbying. So yeah. I was doing core preparation with them. I was, I was going out into, into communities talking about what power do, what power do, you know, and, and what power does. Sorry, and, 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 and also debunking the myths and misconceptions around abuse. You know, um, obviously it, it varies according to different communities, but telling people that, listen, you know what I mean, just because he, he, just, if he pushes you and, and you don't have a bruise, doesn't mean it's not abuse. Mm. You know, mm. if you're in a relationship and you don't want to have sex with him and he forces you, that is rape. Mm. You know, and, and as young girls, and it's so important for young girls to actually get their voice at an early age, because that by the time we, by the time you're in your 30s or 40s, I'm not saying that you, that you can't find that voice, you definitely can, but it is a lot more difficult. Mm. You know, mm. and it's so important just to get out there from all people from all walks of life to talk about it and that's why the one billion rising campaign is so amazing because it's not just about women standing up you know somebody said to me last year and they said well you know is it going to be a bunch of hippies you know taking off their bras again i was like no no we did that in the 70s this is about men actually standing up and doing something as well yeah because their fathers they 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 sons yeah but they're also they're men who are running the households they're men who are raising the children and, and as men, you need to not only educate the young girls, but you also need to educate your sons. So somebody listening and hearing about One Billion Rising for the first time today, what are we encouraging people to do? To stand up and rise. Um, last year, 207 countries stood up uh, mm-hmm. around the world. And basically, it's, it's, it's not even stand up if you were in an abusive situation or if you know somebody who's in an abusive situation. Stand up if you've had enough. It's whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're black, white, Jewish, Hindu, it doesn't matter who you are, it's take a stand. Because we've gotten to the point that it's not just women who, who need to take a stand against this. We've gotten to the point where it's a global problem. And if we don't do something about it, we're going to have an even serious problem in the next decade to come. Well, it's a challenge because everyone is, is looking out for chocolates and red roses. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for chocolates and red roses. <laughs> well, those, yes. well, those of you aren't going to have the chocolates and red roses. <laughs> You've got our support. <laughs> 
But where are we asking people, stand up and do what? Is, I mean, how do we get counted? Stand up where? Um, if you go into the website, it's onebillionrising.org, mm-hmm. and there are different events that are happening all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in Cape Town, there's in Johannesburg, the V-Girls. The V-Girls are organizing an event. Um, I was the Johannesburg co- coordinator. I'm not anymore, so that's, that nothing's happening within Johannesburg. But, you know, get on. Uh, if, if you want to create an event for yourself, by all mm-hmm. means do so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's about, it's about acknowledging that, there, that, that there's a problem and that we need to take a stand. That, that's so very true. I mean, and, and I, I'm, I'm thinking it, because we've had so many young babies raped, mm. you know, during this year already. Yeah. Um, it, it is very important to, to, to organize and just get the, those voices heard and, and, and talk about these yeah. things over dinner tables and over lunch. And don't, and don't be scared, you know. Um, I, I remember many, many years ago, I dated a guy and, and um, his, his colleague constantly used to make jokes about a woman being beaten up. And I was like, this is not funny. And I was always told, oh, you're overreacting, you're overreacting. Actually, no, I'm not overreacting. Whether I was abused or not. It's still a not a, it's not a, it's not a funny topic. It starts like that. It hey. starts like that, and it's, and and it's about small things like that, and acknowledging and in seeing. And you don't have to be a vigilante if you if you know what's happening on down the road, and you know you're, for instance, if you have a neighbour and you know that he's been be, he's beating up his wife or vice versa, call the police, do something. But you know, I'm interested in the tweet you got about what, why what you know it happens every day. Yeah. And, what, and it came from a woman. Yeah. And that is also very scary. Yeah. Because it she's she sees it as an everyday thing. Yeah. It's no longer yeah. wrong because yeah. it happens anyway to yeah. everyone. So why are we making a noise about mm. it? And, and you see, also what somebody also said to me was that because um, there were a lot of a lot of other very very nasty things coming from women, and what somebody said to me is also that's also wounded heart speaking, was wow. that maybe they didn't have the voice, and so it's still that philosophy. Well, nobody was there when it happened to me. Why mm. should I worry about mm. you? Mm. You know, mm. and 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 you know, even even then, I think we we need to be healing those women. How yeah. do we heal those yeah. women who who feel it's okay? Yeah, because you know, I've taken it, so yeah. I can take some more, and everybody else should be able to take. You it. know, we it's it's and and I've 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 been I've been criticised a lot for saying this, but a lot of a lot of these situations, if you look at at the way our, our what what society has said, you know, and 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 some of the ladies that I've counselled, and I could talk about this because we've spoken openly, mm-hmm. is that yes, will it happen to my grandmother and when I, when I told my grandmother or my mother they said well it happened to me get over it we need to stop we need to stop that cycle straight away you know um, and, and that goes into it's not even African tradition it goes into all sorts of cultures it goes into all sorts of societies you know so we need to we need to relook. you know and somebody said to me well it's, it's the African way it's the traditional way no nowhere way. no way has it no. ever said that we're supposed to be hurting our mothers and sisters nowhere in African tradition in any religion does it say that so how are you spending tomorrow, Rosie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to process um, what's, what's happened to me the last week. Um, you know, it's quite emotional. Um, and I'm going to be going to the Royal Bafokeng um, uh, Palace. They, they're doing something in, 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 in Luka, in the, in the township in Luka, mm-hmm. with a high school there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be celebrating there. And then also just giving thanks for, you know, I've, just, I've had the most amazing experience in the last week. And and the the fact that I was able to do that and also raise a bit of money for another charity and 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 and, and irrespective of what's happened and, and my court case and all that's still going to happen, um, I'm also still grateful at the fact that well he just broke my heart. I just just broke my nose. Your nose yeah. You know, um, and and it wasn't worse. You know, I wasn't brought home in a body bag. That's but but at the same time I could do something about it. Well, that's why I read you. I rise because yeah. I thought it was so appropriate. What else is on your bucket list then? 
Wow. <laughs> okay, the, the next one isn't going to be so difficult. My, my next one I'd like to do is, is take salsa lessons in Cuba. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's a lot that, that I still need to do in terms of my career, in terms of I, I need to get back into stage again. It's, it's, it's time to act again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've learned what I've needed to learn from behind the scenes and, and producing and so forth. And now, you know, it's also a big year for me. I'm turning 40 this year, so I'm moving into a new space a new era in my life and, and just welcoming and doing things that, that bring me pleasure and also that bring me good. You're looking gorgeous, by the way. I Thank just you. saw your picture. No hair. Huh? No hair. I oh, did that for a friend who, who, who was um, going through chemo and unfortunately I couldn't go down to Cape Town to be with her. So I said, well, as long as you have to do it, you won't do it alone. And fortunately she's um, in the clear. Mm-hmm. So my hair, I'm trying to grow my hair back, but it's, it's a bit hot. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it, it suits you so much. Thank it, you. It, it looks very beautiful. Thank you for, for sharing your story with us, and, and I'm glad that you're okay, because I was yeah. very worried about you. I thought, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen to this girl? Yeah. And I'm glad you're strong, uh, and you've come back fully, and, and, and good luck for tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you. All the best. You take care. Bye. Bye-bye. One Billion Rising is uh, it's on the website Do Visit, and I'm going to be talking to yet another uh, young lady um, who is responding to the call by using dance, the dancing for justice, so that, you know, we don't have this all the time. It is now, though, time for news headlines with Utsile. On SAFM. One billion rising uh, is asking people to stand up and uh, be counted uh, in the fight for justice and, and women abuse and children abuse especially, and one of the people that responded to it is Nikki Gates from NIA South Africa. Nikki, hello. Hi. Thank you for your time, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank you for having us on your show. I was hoping you'd be dancing for me. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to come to class tonight or tomorrow and dance with us. Now, tell tell us about NIA. What is NIA? NIA is a a body-mind fitness uh, technique. It's it's definitely a physical experience. where people move in a way that um, is a lot more awareness in terms of how they're feeling as as they're in the class, very much connected to movement that always feels good. So you go, you know, I'm, I'm going to find my way in this movement that feels good for me. So it's not like you just follow someone and if it doesn't feel good, you just keep on doing it. Um, you, it's done with music, so the music is very important to connect at a deeper level, um, and it's about accessing something that always feels good and very pleasurable. So we don't believe in the, you know, if there's no pain, then there's no gain at all. It's very personal in that, you know, what what makes me feel good and what level of intensity or range of, of movement could be very different to yours. Mm-hmm. But yet we're in the same class and we're having the same experience. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's, it's definitely physical exercise, but on a very much more of a, a conscious level. Um, and in that way, people really organically get stronger and fitter and more conditioned and flexible, etc. In, in many ways, but very much in a way that works for their body. Um, do you have to have dancing experience to participate? N- not at all, because near is really, um, you know, it does have the dance connotation, but essentially it's a, a fitness fusion of, of 
uh, quite a few movement forms. So there's the dance aspect, so you might sense a bit of jazz or modern dance mm. um, or Duncan dance, which is sort of a free form of dance. But at the same time, a class equally will bring in Taekwondo, Aikido, Tai Chi. It brings in the sensations of yoga, Feldenkrais. So it's, what makes it really unique is that it's this fusion. So therefore your body is constantly stimulated by so many modalities that it's incredibly holistic. So when I go to my massage therapist, she's always amazed at the incredible well-rounded balance of all my muscles because they get stimulated by so many different forms. Whereas if you do one particular exercise, which is still good, I mean, all exercise is good, but it's very unilateral in how it, you know, impacts on the body. From where a physical does, perspective. Where does it originate from? Um, it comes from the United States. Uh, Debbie Rosses and um, Carlos Rosses just began a journey many, many years ago, really looking into, and they came from a traditional fitness background. You know, why, why, why do you sort of jump up and down? And they just began to um, investigate as to the purpose behind exercise, which led them on a journey of exploring many movement forms which they then took, you know, the different energies or movement uh, sensations from them and began to just fuse them and mold them, and so Neo was essentially created. So none of us are specific jazz teachers or modern dance, and, mm-hmm. and no one has to know any of that. But you can feel that, and you can, you know, in the body. So we, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like in class. The most important thing is how you feel. So there's no right or wrong. It's a beautiful blend of form and freedom. And it's very powerful in that whatever you do in the body has an incredible effect on the body and, and, and the emotions. Now, tell me uh, if, if, I mean, I, I, I'm a music lover and I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just respond to music by dance. Yes. So my body is used to a particular type of dance and I'm not too sure what sort of music you, 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 you play at, at the near class. But I think my first instance would be to respond naturally to the way I usually dance. Is that wrong? Would I have to relearn? Is it almost like cleaning my slate, my dance slate, and starting afresh? No, absolutely not. You will merely just open up your your movement experience and your connection to music. So you will just expand. Ah, your awareness there's you know there really is no right or wrong there's the body's way so Nia has a lot of science behind it in that we look at how the body was created and so therefore how it must function and then there's your way which necessarily is usually like you know is linked to how we've sort of postures been or, or things you know that have happened to us in the past and you can't just say someone well you're always wrong and you know, this is the right way and do it the body doesn't respond well to that but if you get to know what your way is and then you begin to slowly be taught or sense what the body's way is which is you know how it is functionally um, being created to move it's an organic movement of alignment so there's massive honoring and respecting of of your body's way well, I, love, um, I love that I love yeah that. and and music's so important because music you know has an incredible resonance and, and, and vibration as you're saying that you really feel it within you mm-hmm. so we're all about how everything feels inside the body because it's very powerful to feel and so I, you know, I have broadened my scope of music and connection to sound massively after doing there for 10 years. Um, D- tell me then, I, I, I'm understanding that then you cannot 
quite choreographed, right? Uh, in, well, for Nia. Yeah, you see, there is choreography, but we have 52 base moves, okay. which we keep very simple, so we call it a language. And, and a teacher might say, okay, 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock, which means you merely step forward, you know, mm-hmm. you step maybe 12, 6, you step ahead of you and you step behind. So we keep it simple that you get are very comfortable with because if you're too much in your head trying to think about a step or the choreography, you are out of your body. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you're not, you're not achieving anything physically. But you, in must any have, way. you must have lots of people cry then because when I feel music deeply, I weep usually. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's very personal. There's some people that spend their first class totally crying. Um, that was not my experience, you know, so it's not like everyone. Some people, um, are quite freaked out when they've, they've had a class and that's happened because they're totally unaware. You know, stuff can be deeply embedded inside mm-hmm. and, and movement can unlock and as you say, sound. Um, a lot of people just are crying with incredible joy. So it's so personal. It's whatever. And one class, you might have that feeling and the next class you don't because also, you know, life's organic and it changes all the time. So one day you might really move in a big way in class and be very powerful and the next day your body might say, can we keep it small and simple? Um, so, yeah, it's very much honoring the moment. Now, Nikki, um, how then do you uh, meet One Billion Rising? Um, it was, you know, it's a global campaign and we heard about it last year and, and really because of the connection to dance, it just, it just spread across wildfire and near in teachers across the world are quite connected through Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we all just started to sense and see that, you know, we were being asked to create the classes. So, um, then our, our traditional class, so we have a six o'clock class tonight and then tomorrow's at 9.15. We really have the focus of one billion rising. Um, and, and this year, they say take local music and movements and things and really bring that into your dance. Mm. And dance is very powerful, and, and people can really feel the voice of their body and bring the spirit to something and feel like they, they've stood up together as a community. Um, it, sounds, and, it sounds like a call to prayer in some way, Pr- yes, prayer through dance. Ab- absolutely. It's, you know, it's very powerful, and, you know, None of us can really go out and make a massive change as individuals. But mm-hmm. if we all start to come together through some form, and, I mean, if you look back across the many ages and the many different, um, you know, many different ways that people have always come together to celebrate, it's always through dance. So a, a shamanic healer, if, if someone goes to them feeling, you know, not well, etc., they'll just say, when did you stop singing? When did you stop telling stories? When did you stop dancing? Mm-hmm. You know, really key things that I think going back many, 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 many years before have always been a core of of any type of society. So it's very powerful. I mean, I've taught for many years, and every time I just see a a class moving and working with, you know, an intention and an energy and and community together, um, what I sense and see from people is so powerful, and yet they can always do it. It's just people's body and connections through pleasure and just feeling incredibly self-empowered. And when you're feeling self-empowered, you take that, that presence and energy out there. And I think that's the way we can make a domino effect in the world.
I like your saying, imagine one billion people releasing their stories, dancing, yeah. speaking out at the places where they need justice. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a gorgeous call, you know. So tell us where we must be dancing tomorrow. Okay, well, um, tonight, at 6 o'clock tonight, our 6 o'clock class will also be um, with that folks, and I'll be teaching for people who work. Okay. You know, and then tomorrow at 9.15, our 9.15 class, we have a team teach as well, and, and the whole class and the focus will, will be for the One Billion Rising. Um, and then I know there are certain events in Cape Town. I think there's a walk through Company Gardens from 2 to 5 with the One Billion Rising campaign um, here in Cape Town. Um, we did a bit of a, a near dance, etc. last Friday on the promenade. And then I think they're going to end with this, a special song that was uh, created last year for the uh, campaign. It's a really beautiful song, and so we've learned the choreography, and then we'll also dance this together, and they call it Flash Mobs. So across the world, mm -hmm. many people are doing these Flash Mobs, have learned this particular dance. They're going to film it, and then law gets posted. What's the, the song? Website. Oh, it, it's just, um, I actually don't, it was really created for this thing, so I actually don't even know the song's name of the heart. I call it One Billion Rising. <laughs> One Billion Rising. It is on the website, though, is it yes, not? Yes, it's totally on the website. I mean, if you just go onto YouTube, you, you know, you'll find it. And it's a really, um, yeah, it's a very powerful song and lots of fun to dance to. So my class is throughout the week. We've just done it as a song and they've picked it up. And so, you know, towards the end of the class tonight and tomorrow, We'll all just dance it together and, you know, it ends with, you know, one billion rising. And again, it's just when you see it and you're in it together with people through sound, as you say, and through the movement, it's very powerful than if I just was merely sta standing up and saying, you know, we need to all rise and et cetera, et cetera. Nikki, I appreciate powerful. I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I appreciate yeah. the fact that people are getting together and, and dancing and expressing themselves in different ways. But the message, yeah. the message there is really about uh, women abuse, women and children yes. abuse. Do, is that is it? Do we just assume that people get the message when they come to dance, or is there an opportunity to to talk about it and 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 just and just spread that message? I'm I'm not too sure how it's incorporated into the dance. Oh, well, we, obviously that's the focus and, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, I'll introduce the class and explain why we're there so that when we move, we all move with an intention and, yes. and a focus. But it's also, it's not just purely based on dance. So there's a lot of other initiatives happening, um, that are being, um, run by the, the One Billion Rising campaign. So I know there's been a lot of, um, Devesni Naidu, who is a, a near white belt, but is involved in what is called Red, Red Ten Circle. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of uh, women gathering where they've also done certain gathering and coming together. Um, last Sunday they held a, a, um, sort of a gathering where it's sort of an interdenominational, interface denominational gathering for people to come to speak. So what they've also have called is anyone, anyone take any platform where you bring people together to discuss this issue. So it's not that once a year on Valentine's Day we get up and dance and mm. then we forget about it for the next year. Mm. Now I did, say, I, mm -hmm. I did see that the website does in, in, invite people to create their own platforms yes. and create their own gatherings. And yes. as, as long as they register as well to, to acknowledge the fact that they are doing something. 
That's right. I think, you know, it's a very uh, a very smart concept in that. And basically, I'd say it's based on the idea of crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. And really, how do you get people to globally collaborate and think, you know, social media provides that. Um, but it's just inspiring people in every local community to do something. And then, you know, on a massive global scale, then hopefully we've got one billion people. So you're going to put your, something. you're going to put your dancing shoes on. Well, we dance barefoot in there. <laughs> I guess you don't have, you don't put dancing shoes on, eh? No, you just absolutely um, sort of revel in the fact that you don't have to wear shoes, and then your foot, your feet are like, whoa, this is awesome. We don't like being in shoes, and we have seven thousand nerve endings in the bottom of each of our feet that um, like to get stimulated, and also that's when your body truly knows where true balance is. What's the ground like? Are you dancing on tiles, on wood, on... No, we're dancing in our studio. So, um, you know, we have a really big studio and observatory. So mm-hmm. um, we can fit lots of people in there. Um, and then last, I mean, last Friday we've danced. We danced on grass and, and things like that. So, I mean, if you have to wear shoes, you can. It's, it's irrelevant. But we, we like our barefoot shoes. And how many people are you expecting then tomorrow and tonight? Um... Gosh, hopefully lots of people. You know, we we have quite a big database and it's been advertised to everybody. So um, last year, I think um, we had two, you know, it was a Thursday, had two classes and we had um, 30 or 40 in the evening class and about 20 in the morning class. Mm-hmm. So it all depends. Depends on traffic as well and with the opening of Parliament. Yes, um, yes. And things like that. And hopefully tomorrow morning, you know, the people that you know, are able to, who don't have to be at work, able to take that time out. So you're having, a, come together. you're having a Valentine of a different sort tomorrow. Absolutely. I mean, you used to just sort of have the Valentine class, you know, but this just feels so much nicer. Thank you so much, Nikki, for talking to us, and, and good luck with, with Nia. And thanks for introducing me to it, because I'd never, I've, I'd heard of it, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. Well, please, please do come a class, do come try a class, and, you know, please ask any of your listeners right now, if they'd like to come tonight or class tomorrow, um, you know, they can come two for one, so come with a friend, and you can, you know, come for two people, and you only have to pay for one. And also to all your listeners, those of us that have never tried Nia, please, you know, just say, um, just so you, you listen, heard me on SAFM, uh, bring a friend and again, you both, you know, two people can come for the price of one. So just really, everyone get the chance to connect to it. Now you must tell us where it is and or how we get there. Okay, so our studio is called our Near Space Studio. It's an observatory, so very central to most areas. And our website is Near South Africa, so N-I-A and then South Africa, all spelled out, dot COSA. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see there's a link at the top called Near Studio, and there's direction, schedule. We have classes seven days a week. Um, uh, we have some amazing teachers, some of the best in South Africa, so um, we are very proud of that fact. Um, yeah, and every class is just a really fun movement experience um, that just makes you feel good. And, I mean, who doesn't want to feel good? Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Thank you so much, Nikki, for joining us. Absolutely. And, you know, if anyone needs more info, just, you know, you can give my cell phone number to them if they want to come or anything okay. else. Will do. All right. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You take care. Uh, that website again, niasouthafrica.co.za. Here is Swazi Lamin.
Swazi Zamini's Rise, which brings us to time for Shop Shop. And today it's all about love. Otherwise, on SAFM.